0: How good was worship today? Thank you, team. We value. We value the gifts that you bring. But I love those words of that song. We value, we honour your presence. It's a good place to be. And it doesn't just have to be on a Sunday morning. You can stick some of those worship songs on and have some good tunes going on in your homes, which is really good. Um, If you're visiting with us today, we want to say welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, I want to say a big shout out to Vicky and Leah. Um, Great that you're here. You're on Nana and Auntie duties, which is, we want to honour you and say thank you. Thank you for, um, many of you might not know, and we don't have to say, but Beth's away doing a placement in Adelaide. She comes home on the weekends, and so how wonderful is it that we've got mums who can come and step in, and that's the kind of Nana I want to be, just saying, Mariah, (laughs) one day... When it happens, I want to be that kind of a nana. So really great that you're here helping out. We, we love them, so we love you. Okay, so I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of our seasoned mums, to our in the thick of it mums, and you know who you are when you're in the thick of it. You know when our children are young, even when they're teenagers, sometimes you just feel like you're in the thick of it, and is it ever going to end? Take it from me, it ends. We are nearly empty nesters, nearly, not quite, but it does come to an end. Um, I want to say a big happy Mother's Day to all our new mums, to our single mums, to our mums-to-be mums. We've got a few of them. Um, To our foster and adopted mums, we want to honour you today. Today I want to honour my mum and my mother-in-law who are both strong women who love the Lord and love their families. I know the young women in our family are better off because of you. They are strong women because of the love and the support that they have received. So we honour you. Hope they listen to that on the podcast and hear it. Um, Pastor Kylie shared with us that we have people listening to the podcast from all over the world. Do you know that? We have a lot from America, people from Belgium, They're everywhere. They just, you know, you could put a little, you know, pin all over the world. Listen to One Heart Podcast. So, if you're listening to the podcast, it's Aussie Mother's Day. Now, if you're from America, we say Happy Moms Day. Sounds a bit more pommish than American, but they are M-O-M. We're M-U-M. That's the correct spelling if you're in Australia. So, but we want to say welcome. Thanks for listening. Hope you get something out of today's message. This morning, in keeping with honouring mums, I've chosen three women's stories in the Bible. They all come from the New Testament, and you will find them all tucked away in the Gospels somewhere. They're not usually out for plain sight, they're there, but sometimes they're really, sometimes when they're only a couple of lines, you can actually skim past it unless something in one of the stories in particular, speaks to you, that you stop and um, pay attention. So even though some of the stories are only a couple of lines, that does not make their story and their life application any less applicable to us. One of the stories I'm going to speak about is written in all the Gospels. So you'll find it in Matthew, Mark and Luke. So each of those men thought it necessary to put this, story in each of their gospels. It's the same story, but each of the men chose to say, we're going to put that miracle in our gospel. So you'll find a miracle performed by Peter. There's a miracle performed by Jesus. And then there is a story of the character that we need to have operational in our lives. Talking about character, this particular verse is a verse that I want the character of my life to be based on. And this is what it says. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instruction with kindness. If this is the kind of character that I want summarised of my life, it would speak that... When I speak, if I was to speak foolish words or give foolish advice, then some attention would be needed to, would need to be given to my speech. Is that right? If I'm saying I want to be wise and give wise, um, wise words, if I spoke foolishly and gave foolish advice, some attention would be needed to be given to my speech. The next part says... She gives instruction with kindness. That speaks to me that it is necessary to give instruction, but when you do it, you are to do it with kindness. Being a mum requires constant amounts of instruction or training. The more work you put in earlier on, the better it is. So for all you new mums, put in all the hard yards when they're young constant training is just what it is because it helps you later on and don't forget to have fun I think when my children were little I probably was a little bit too serious sometimes I'd have an accident and um do you know when have you ever heard that saying don't yell unless the house is on fire Our neighbours probably thought we had a fire all the time. (laughs) Just saying. Not proud of it. Seriously, not proud of it. So we've got to have some of our instructions to be given with kindness. It doesn't say given with yelling. So new motto for my life. So easy when the kids aren't little. But anyways, I'm just saying learn from my mistakes, please, if you can. Um, And don't try to achieve more than is practically possible. I sometimes had a list. I I worked in a job and we were always taught to make lists and I'd actually have job lists at home when I was that a stay-at-home mum too and sometimes not too many got marked off because I just tried to achieve more than was practically possible. But enough about me. If you're taking notes today, has anyone downloaded the One Heart Church app? If you have, and if you go to the um, right-hand corner... On my phone, there's three little lines that you can click on. kind of goes into more. And there's a little notes section. And there will be notes from today's message. And if you look up the title, Signs That Require Attention, um, the scripture verses will come up. You can take some notes. I don't ever see them. No one sees them except yourself. But um, that's a really handy little thing. Um, And you can follow the Bible verses along. And it's got it all there for you. So it's really good to have um have the app if you want it how about we pray Lord Jesus I just thank you for today I just thank you that people today can hear the words that you want them to hear that if there's areas in our life that need attention can we please give it the attention that it needs hear from you take on your words, take on your ways, Lord Jesus, just help us get rid of those things that hinder us and hold us back to be able to hear so clearly from you today. We just thank you for your presence. We tell you we love you. Amen. Signs that require attention. A couple of weeks ago, we were in a major city and we found ourselves needing to use public transport. Um you will find in major cities that there's a lot more public transport than in smaller country ones. Come to think of it, Port Lincoln has none. No public transport at all. So we were so proud of ourselves, I can tell you right now, I said to, um, because Josh and Rob were both with me, and um, isn't maps on a phone amazing? You can say that you're walking... You can say that you're using public transport and it it kind of tells you what you need to do. I still need to ask some questions because I'm a lady. I ask questions. I need to know I'm on the right train, the right tram, the right bus. Um, So I said to them, now please be patient and kind. We're going to talk a lot about kindness today. Please be patient and kind. I've never done this before. They know that because neither had they. Um, We've never done this before so we're just going to... I just need you to come with me. We're going to make it fun. It's going to be a fun adventure. So um, we caught a tram, a train and a bus and we arrived at our destination within walking distance to where our accommodation was. Never done it before. But the title from my message came from when we were dropped off The bus dropped us off at a bus interchange area. It was right next to a major shopping centre. And the thing that really surprised me was the road went in a loop. So the buses could just keep driving around, come in and go out. But the thing on this roadway was there was two pedestrian crossings. So it wasn't this one because I didn't think to take a picture. So one would cross over here and then it would cross over again to go into the shopping centre. But what made me amazed was the amount of people that used these pedestrian crossings and the buses had to stop. Like, the buses were just continually going round, but they had to stop every time someone wanted to use the pedestrian crossing. So, even though the road was busy... Because of the sign that was on the road, because of those strips that were painted on the road, the buses knew that they had to stop and we could just walk safely through. How did the buses know that they had to stop? Or if you're a driver of a car and you go down Tasman Terrace and there's a pedestrian crossing, how do we know that we need to stop when we see those signs? Because we've been taught. That's why. A baby does not know, you show them some white stripes across the road, they don't know what that means. We know what it means because we're taught. So when we go for our driver's test, we learn road rules because we're taught them. Whether you learn them online or learn them through a book, we get taught road rules. So really, spiritually speaking, we get taught life rules from this book. And there's some signs today from the three stories I'm going to talk about that require attention. So when you see that sign, the, re- the attention that that requires is you need to give way to pedestrians and this is not an option no matter how big a vehicle you drive, you need to stop and let them pass. Make sense? It's pretty pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Now, if you are wise... You are going to teach your children from a young age that when there's a pedestrian crossing, you're going to use that. Do not be a parent that kind of goes, hang on, hope for the best and weave their way through the traffic. Not very sensible. You might not kill yourself, but it's just not a sensible thing to teach children. I remember looking after these two young children once and um, you don't know how someone else brings up their children. But these children were amazing because I went through the pedestrian crossing. Both of them just held my hand. And I was just like, okay, because um, they go, yep, our mum says we always need to hold hands when we cross this crossing. And I said, your mum has taught you really good. And we were able to cross in safety because they did that because they've been taught. So that is what I want to teach you some signs today because we're taught them. We're going to see some signs of what we need to give attention to. So the first story we're going to look at is about a lady called Tabitha. Now what I want you to do as we're reading this story is I want you to see if you can pick up the sign of what we need to give attention to. What's a sign that we can apply in our lives from this lady's life? No trick questions because I'm going to give you the answers if you don't know them. Okay, so Acts 9 36 to 42 it says there was a believer in joppa named tabitha which in greek is dorcas she was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor about this time she became ill and died her body was washed for burial and laid in an upstairs room but the believers had heard that peter was nearby in litter so they sent two men to beg him please Come as soon as possible. So Peter returned with them as soon as he arrived. They took him to the upstairs room, the room filled with widows, who were weeping and showing him the coats and other clothes Dorcas had made for them. But Peter asked them to leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in the widows and all the believers and he presented her to them alive. That's a pretty nice story, isn't it? But what I want us to see from this story is Tabitha made an enormous impact on her community by always doing kind things for other people and helping the poor. It said she made coats and other garments and when she died we can see that the room was filled with mourners many most likely many of them she had personally helped herself and we know that because it says they they bought the items that she had made so what made when you kind of read something even though it's only a few lines you kind of put yourself in the picture and i'm thinking if they're showing the disciples the, the clothes or the the coats that they made they must have been pretty good coats like they must have been wearing them with pride or or maybe it was the only thing they had to keep them warm or but they must have been pretty nice for them to be wearing them and and showing them look what tabitha did for me Look, look what she made for me when she was brought back to life news raced around the town you know it's good to see that god uses people like peter Because Peter did the miracle through, you know, Jesus for Tabitha. But when God gives us a gift, don't always wish we had someone else's gift. I hope that we can see in this story of Tabitha that she used the gifts that God had given her to make clothes and do kind things for other people. So the sign that I want us to see from this story is that kindness... Gets the attention could you see that kindness gets the attention and the other thing I want to say about kindness is kindness requires work I don't know if any of you are sewers I don't even know how to thread a machine but sewing takes time and to make it look good it requires effort I mean I can cook food but it still takes me time in the kitchen you ask my family I feel like I spend a couple hours every night preparing something. I don't just chop up veggies roughly. I do everything really precisely and beautifully. But that's just just what I do. So kindness gets the attention and kindness takes time. The next lady we're going to look at today, and this one, every time I read it, it kind of makes me smile because we're actually going to look at at a story about a mother-in-law. Now, there's no mother-in-law jokes here today because we're honouring all mums. But in the Gospels, this is the story that we find in all three Gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke. And it's only a couple lines, but they always refer to her as Simon or Peter's mother-in-law. Now, Simon and Peter are the same person. So just in case you read a Gospel, it's not a different story, it's the same story, but they just call them two different names. So they call it Simon... Or Peter's mother-in-law. Now, I don't know about you, but I was a bit annoyed that they called her the mother-in-law and they didn't call her by name. So, I did some research and I found out her name. Her name is Joanna. Isn't that a lovely name? Joanna. So, she's just not a mother-in-law. She's actually got a name and it's called Joanna. Then I'm going, but why does the Bible just call her Simon Peter's mother-in-law? and then the penny dropped. The moment my children went to school, like the moment they went to school, I suddenly didn't have a name. Do you know what my name was? Joshua's mum, Mariah's mum, Carmel's mum, Leanna's mum. Now, even though I've got a name and it's called Pauline, why was my my name Joshua's mum? because it was that a power of association so kids would see me and go that's joshie's mum that's mariah's mum because of who i was associated with so can you see it's not a bad thing that they called her simon or peter's mother-in-law it was that was a love thing because they associated with the disciples and they knew this lady as she was an all right cook if we read the story okay Enough of my stories. Let's read what the story says. It says, After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever and it left her. And she got up at once and prepared a meal for them. Mothers, do you see anything funny in this story? You read right. Yes, women, you read right. She got up and just went and started preparing food. So I feel like she might have a bit of Italian blood in her there somewhere. But this is the moral of this story. The mother-in-law, Joanna, as we know she's got a name, is made completely well by Jesus. Not only did her fever leave, but her strength was restored. And immediately she got up and was caring for others. That's right. She got up and started preparing them food. Now, if we just go back, the other servants didn't get this. they have been at the synagogue all day. Those boys were probably hungry. You know, I don't know about you, but my boys come home hungry if they've been working all day. So they were looking for some food and they're kind of going, Oh, great, now the mother-in-law's sick in bed with a fever. What are we going to eat for tea now? No, it's saying, so she immediately got up and started preparing food for others. Do you know what God gives us a healthy body? So we can serve other people. So what I want us to see here is the sign we see with Joanna's life is serving others gets the attention. That's the sign I want you to see that when we serve others... It got my attention. It's only in a couple of lines, but that gets the attention. We are safe to serve, and this is how we practically can put it into action. Our last story today is about a lady called Elizabeth, and Elizabeth was John the Baptist's mum. I admire this lady because she stayed the path and was faithful Despite how her life looked to other people And we're going to pick up the story in Luke 1 It says In the time of Herod, king of Judea There was a priest named Zechariah Who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron Both of them were righteous in God's sight Not one or the other. They are both mentioned as being righteous in God's sight. Observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. This actually would have been a hard time for Elizabeth. Because women had children. That's what they did. They were known as being fruitful by being able to have children. It was looked down upon if a woman couldn't have a baby. But they were godly people and they devoted their lives to God. Once when Zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time of the burning of incense came... All the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Now, I'm not going to go into what the priestly duties were and why they burn incense and all of those kind of things. But what I want you to see on that last line is all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. That's what our job to do as Christians. We're, we're to be here praying. You know, on a Sunday morning when me have pre service prayer time, I read that this week and I was actually really convicted. I just went, we are meant to be here praying. So I want them to start hearing my voice and I want them to start praying out because we can kind of be muttering there under our breath. But he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of everything. So I want to do that. Even though I don't feel comfortable sometimes, I just want to do it anyways. I want to praise him. So that's what we should be doing. So it's just a picture of people being faithful to their call and doing what they need to do. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Don't be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. Angels will give you a fright. They are not fat little cherubs flying around with a heart shaped bow. It says Zachariah was gripped with fear when he saw the angel. If everything God asks you to do is sweet and easy, maybe you better check your hearing. The angel had to say to Zachariah, Don't be afraid. So that suggested to me that he was scared. He said, your prayer has been heard. That Bible verse tells me that Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth had been praying. Prayer is always a good idea. It should be the first thing we do and not the last resort thing. Oh, well, we've done everything else. All we can do now is pray. No, 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 no. Wrong. We pray first and then here, pray again that's what we need to do but the angel was here to say god has heard your prayer i want to make sure that i'm praying because i want god to hear my prayer so we need to be saying something the angel was preparing them for what was going to happen next and this is what the angel said for he will be great in the sight of the lord Sounds exciting This is what's coming This is what we're living in What what the angel said Can you imagine an angel giving you The rundown of some pretty important information When God speaks take notice If he speaks to you through his word Which is how he usually talks to me Take notice I was speaking to a friend this week And she said to me she really feels that God had asked her to do something. And it was probably more of a financial nature. And my only advice to her was, listen to what God is saying. Because if God speaks and we don't listen, do you think he's going to keep speaking again? I don't know about you, but I want to be obedient when he speaks something to me. And I want to do that. And then he can trust me with that. And then he'll ask me to do something else. So I want to be trustworthy. Says Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God. I wish I'd have highlighted that. And I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. For me, that bit cut deep because I wonder what my reaction would be if I was the one standing before that angel. The angel had to say to Zechariah, I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God. He's kind of throwing, you know, those big, big lines around like um, you know when your boss asks you to do something you take notice and if just a worker comes on behalf of the boss doesn't carry quite as much clout but this angel saying "Um, I've been in the presence of God and I'm actually telling you what God has asked me to tell you so this is the big clout words Um, and Zechariah says in the Pauline paraphrased are you sure? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. And that looks like how we understand things humanly speaking. And because Zachariah did that, his mouth was silent and he wasn't able to say another word. And I just thought, when we're silent, sometimes we can't say anything silly. Have you ever said anything silly? have it says meanwhile the people were waiting for Zachariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple when he came out he could not speak to them they realized he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak suddenly sign language became very big in that family When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favour and taken away my disgrace among the people. How beautiful to see the words of Elizabeth. He has shown his favour and taken away my my disgrace. Elizabeth lived her life with devotion towards her God. She knew he was in control and she remained faithful. This is the kind of woman that I want to be. And the sign that I could see from Elizabeth's life is staying the path gets the attention. Stay on the safe path. Just stay on I'm not saying it's an easy path, but just stay the path. If you're like me, I want to get my life lessons from the Bible. I like to apply the truths that I read and apply them to my life. So from today's today's message, I want to be kind. I want to be a server and I want to stay the path. Do I feel like I mess up more times than I care to remember? But do you know what I have to do? I have to be open and the Holy Spirit just nudges me of this all the time. This is my go-to. This is our church's go-to. And you might need to write this. Type this up. Put it on a mirror. Put it in your car. Put it by your bed put it somewhere because when you feel like you've messed up one too many times this is what he's saying to you he says therefore I am prisoner of serving the Lord this is what he's telling us so start it here I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God I'm telling every single person not just mums I'm telling everyone whether you're a brother sister mother father uncle auntie Whoever you are, you have been called. You need to be humble and gentle. This is what helps you. Be patient with others, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope. For the future. And that is what I need to keep telling myself because sometimes I feel like I've just messed up one too many times. But he's going, live your life worthy of the calling because you have been called. Even when you don't feel like it, you have been called today. Let us just pray. So, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for the things that you continually want to show us through your word. Can we just take kindness as a sign today, Lord? Can we just take serving as a sign that you've called us? Can we just take staying on the path as a sign that we are your children today, Lord Jesus? We thank you. We love you. We want to do your will. Amen.